On today's episode of Living Your Spark Second Half, I have a very special guest. Penny Richardson is one of my Second Half Spark School students, and I wanted to bring her on and have her share her story. I was very lucky to meet Penny in person recently at my retreat. Penny came, and I tell you, she is not the person that you would expect her to be. Because when she signed up, when she went through my free training and made the decision to sign up for the Second Half Spark School, she was not herself. We we find this out, right? She was not living her true self. And that happens to us. And we don't even realize it sometimes. And she only realized it because the pandemic hit her hard. And if the pandemic hadn't hit her hard, I worry that she still wouldn't have found the true penny because she was making the mistake a lot of people make and she's going to share it. And it's the same mistake I made. I finally figured it out on my own just because I got so unhappy uh, that I finally was like, uh, this something's got to give. And I just started to, I, I actually looked for self-development books, personal development books, thinking I there would be an answer in there for how I could find more happiness. And so she's a great example of somebody who got hit really hard by the pandemic. But if it hadn't been the pandemic, she stood she she was still in a place where she wasn't living her happiest life. She wasn't living her most authentic self. And she was conforming. She was doing the things to please other people. And so many of us do this. And so she found my free training because she was in the stuck place. She wanted to give more in life, as she describes. Uh, And so my Ignite Your Second Half Soul, which is really centered around having more purpose, is really about finding a way to have meaning in your life. And the only way you're going to have meaning in your life is to live life from your truest version of yourself. And thank God, Penny found her truest version. And man, (laughs) when that happens, you light up the world. And Meeting her in person, it was very evident, very evident. It was like you wanted to be in the room when Penny was in the room. And she is quite an amazing human. She did the work. She still continues to do the work because it's an ongoing process. But it's so great to see an example of somebody, the before and the after, that I personally watched the experience. I personally watched the journey of her going from really living the life that she was settling for to living the life of her, the best version, which is her rest of her life is, is going to be the best possible life because she stepped into who she really is and she's doing what she loves and she's serving other people and feeling valued. And that's what it's all about. So let me talk no more and introduce you to Penny Richardson. 
Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Hello there. I have a guest with me today, a very special guest, Penny Richardson, the infamous Penny Richardson. (laughs) I met Penny in a free training I did, which is the reason why I invited her here, because I wanted her to share her before and after story of when we met in my free training in a Facebook group to where she is now. A lot has happened. It was May of 2021. And I am very excited because I like talking to Penny. So welcome, Penny. Thank you. Great to be here. Yes. And the treat that we were just talking about before I hit record was that I got to meet her in person recently. And it is so cool to meet the people that I met on the internet in person mm-hmm. and have built relationships with really on Zoom and then meet in person and get to hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the personal touch was awesome. Yeah. And you have such an energy about you. And I can't imagine the person you were when you came into that free training. I just can't imagine that version of you. And so kudos to you for doing the work, for number one, taking the action to do Mm -hmm. something, recognizing that you needed something. Although we do have a funny story. We'll get to that in a minute. But I want you to go ahead and share a little bit about yourself first like who you are. We already said who you were, but maybe a little bit more about who you are and maybe a little bit background. Like, do you, are you retired? Do you have a job? Who do you live with? How old you are? A lot of things. And are you a mom, grandma, whatever. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So tell us what you want to tell us. Okay. My name's Penny Richardson and I live now in Lake Havasu, Arizona. And I'm 69 plus one, and I am have a three great, three grandchildren. Jeez, Lori. Oh, that's right. You, you, that's what you told me. Three grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. Yeah, two so when we were at Riley dinner. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And I've been retired for quite a few years. I was a dietitian by trade, and then my husband was a contractor. And he wanted to start building spec homes. So I started helping him build the spec homes. So we worked together until the market fell apart in 2008. So we hit an early retirement. We weren't really planning on retiring, but that's just what happened. So then I just learned to really make the most of being retired. 
and we sold our house and moved into a 40-foot RV, and we traveled for four years, just traveling all around. And we were on a five-year plan, but then the market started picking back up, so we decided we should buy a house, and we loved Havasu, so we decided to buy one here. But during that time while we were traveling, I fell into this really great community on the lake, and we came back there every winter. So, And I started teaching line dancing, so I line danced and uh, learned how to paint and took up kayaking and so learned how to play the ukulele. So I kept as busy as possible because I'm a busy doer, which I discovered through your I didn't know there was a name, but there was a name. I was a busy doer. I always had to be active. Yes. I and, know busy doers very well. Yeah. Because I was one. I still am sometimes. Did. So I, I, it's a struggle. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. That's why the school's, Spark School's been really good for me because it, two things. When COVID hit and everything just totally stopped, that was really it was like the rug got pulled out from under me and I got depressed because I had no people contact. I did have one, my girlfriend and I, we decided we were going to isolate together because we couldn't just not see anybody. And my kids are all away from here and grandkids away from here. So I couldn't get, I didn't get to see them. So that was one saving grace because we played the ukulele and guitar together. So we had a lot of fun doing that. So that was one saving grace, but I really got depressed because I didn't have any people connection. And I saw on Facebook one day, your little blurb came up and do you feel like there should be more to life? Do you feel like you're stuck? And I'm going, like, yes. And so it was like, take this free trailing and see if you can learn how to get unstuck. So that's really what got me into signing up for the free training. And it was awesome. It was a great thing. Great thing that I did. Yeah, sometimes they say in marketing that you shouldn't use the word stuck because it's not specific enough, but it's such a good word. I mean, it was, it was it's like for me. <laughs> yeah, people know what stuck feels like. Yeah. And sometimes when you dig deeper, I think under what's causing that stuckness, I think some people don't even know what's causing it. And so yeah. they can't relate to the deeper stuff. So, oh, yeah. but, but that stuck is a really great term for, I think, where people are and where you were. So do you think if it weren't for COVID that you would have still been stuck? Or do you think it was just a, a byproduct of COVID? Through the school, I, okay, I was a busy doer. So I'm always busy. But when everything got pulled out, all of a sudden, there was all this silence and emptiness around me that I did not know how to deal with. And from going through your school, that was one of the great things that I learned is I learned how to deal with silence. And that was very hard. It was very hard for me. And I couldn't even do it. The silence exercises we went through, it was really hard for me to even do them. But yet, that's one of the things that's probably made the biggest impact because through the silence exercise, I got plugged back into God. And I know that's my power source. And as long as I'm plugged back into God, everything else lines up and flows. And that's where I get my purpose. And I think that's what I really learned from the school. I was busy doing things, keeping occupied, but I don't really notice. I don't, I didn't feel like I was contributing and giving back. Yeah. So I feel like I am now. So yeah. that was a surface very surface yeah sounds yeah 
Yeah. And tell the listeners what you're doing with your ukulele stuff now, which I love so much. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I, we call ourselves the fabulous Yaya sisters. And so we're not awesome. I mean, we're pretty good. We're not awesome. So we decided we need to go to someplace where people's hearing isn't really acute. So so we started playing at assisted living facilities and we do that twice a month now. So that's been great. And we just love that. And they love it. They're singing along. We're learning a lot of 40s and 50s songs so that it stirs up their memory with songs that they know now. So that's been Yeah. Yeah. And talking about purpose, I think some people are looking or think it's a big word, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this deep, true purpose when it's just these little moments of providing value in somebody's life or serving Mm -hmm. in some way that makes you feel good. Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times service is given with, oh, I have to do this with this like feeling of, oh, I have to do this because it's expected of me. Whereas this is something you choose that you love. That's where when it comes and, and ignites you and lights you up. And so I like that you already had an interest in the ukulele and it was like, how can I at a surface level, but you made it a much yeah. deeper thing. Yeah. It's okay. Now, what can I do with this to make it, to give back? Yeah. yeah. And that's interesting about what you were saying about, you didn't realize that the busy doing that you did, because if it weren't for COVID, you might not have signed up. I know. And you still would have had that problem. So yeah. I think that is a very powerful discussion point because that was my problem. And I don't think I would have ever signed up for a course. And I think what happens is sometimes people, the silence or the lack of silence finally Mm -hmm. hits them. And whether Mm -hmm. it's a pandemic or whether it's a health crisis, forced to lay in a hospital bed, or where it's a job loss, where you're forced to sit at home and figure out what's next, I think that is the, there's a pivotal point. Sometimes it's forced on the busy doer. And if you're wondering what a busy doer is, I have a quiz. I'll link it up in the show notes, but there's, I've identified different types of, I call them empty nesters, but it can be anybody. It doesn't even have to be old person or older. (laughs) Don't mean old second half in life person. Yeah. I'm there. Right. So I'm guilty of being old myself, but it could be somebody who's much younger, but it just describes somebody who isn't fulfilled in life, isn't mm-hmm. doing the things that light them up. So that's what she's talking about is a busy doer gets stuck in this taking action and not really listening to the whispers. So yeah. All right. So what were there any particular breakthroughs other than the fact that you weren't allowing silence? Were there any real breakthroughs or aha moments that you got from the training that you remember? A couple. One was when we did the personality typing and they break it. It was interesting the way Alex broke it down and it was your dominant traits, which he called your all-stars and then your recessive traits, which he called your bench warmers. And so he goes through and he tells you what your dominant traits are and what your recessive traits are. And so if you're functioning where you're using all your dominant traits, things are going pretty smooth. But if you're functioning where you're using your recessive traits, which are your bench warmers, it's like in a baseball game. If you send the bench warmers into play, you could still win, 
but it's going to be a struggle. It's not going to flow real easy. And when we, and you did, might get bloody, you might get bloody and bruised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have some bruises along the way. Won't be easy. <laughs> and when he was naming out the aspects of the personality, I was thinking, okay, this is me. That's, and my husband was the opposite. Oh, that's my husband. Now this is me. Oh, my husband's the opposite. And then we might have one, our thinking lined up. It was together, but almost everything that I was, my husband was the opposite. And it was like, oh, and he had told me that I carried stress in my body. And I'm going, I'm not stressful. I mean, I've got a great life. I mean, I'm not stressful. I don't don't understand what the stress is. And when he did that personality test and I was comparing my traits to Jim's, this light bulb went off in my head and it's, oh my gosh, I have been stressful. Sometimes I get stressful dealing with my husband because we're so opposite in how we approach things. And another thing I learned through the course is that I have high adaptability. So I always think like my spirit animal is a chameleon. It's very easy for me to get in a group and kind of identify with that group, which is cool. That can be a superpower or it can also be my kryptonite because if I identify too much and I lose myself, that's not good. I can If I can identify and then help those people somehow, then it's great. But so I've really had to learn how to use that. So I realized that I created stress in my relationship with my husband because I was always trying to adapt to do things the way he did them because it would make it easier on him. And I'm a very caring person. But And I didn't realize it was creating all this stress in me. So what I realized through that personality typing was that my personality is fine. And so is his. We're just different. And that, I don't know, I know that sounds probably, geez, it took you that to figure this out, but it did. And when I realized that, it's, I don't have the stress anymore. He handles things a certain way. I handle them a different way. We communicate better about him now, but I don't get stressed about it. I just recognize he's more comfortable doing things one way and I'm more comfortable doing them another. But now it comes together and it flows. Yeah, I think it's just a realization. Exactly. That's why you took the words out of my mouth. It's the awareness. And I think we just fall into this automation of behavior. Mm -hmm. And once we step back and we're observers of, oh, my gosh, why did I did that? And I just realized why I'm doing that because he's that and I'm this. And what I found with that work is it really helps with working relationships, too. Yeah, and, and I know one of the students, she was like, oh, my gosh. And she was just seemed to always be at knocking heads with a couple of coworkers. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, my God, that's because they're that way and I'm this way. And yeah, it, it's, it was so interesting. I am so glad that uh, you brought that up and that helped you a lot. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. OK, so I'm curious about the actual free training. Did you... Because I find there's two different types of people. There's people, and this will probably be me, is I don't like really want to chit chat on Facebook. I, I'll watch and, and mm-hmm. the conversations, but I don't, I'll just take the training. I'll just get through it. I'll plow through it. I'll probably binge watch it. But you participate. We were talking 
before I recorded. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you didn't know you could binge watch it. You just watched it yeah. live. With, okay. I watched it live yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah. So did you find that conversation in the Facebook group helpful? Yes. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was it about that engagement? Because they were strangers. You didn't know them. Was there a commonality that you saw? Yeah, I think just seeing other people stuck. Geez, I'm not the only person who's going through this. So, and then seeing other people change, because I saw you see a lot of change when you're going, not through the free training, but when you go through the school, you see a lot of people that you're working with, you see them change a lot. And so that's very motivating too. If they can change, I can change. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That is, I like that because- then they realize some of them, I think, too, fall off the work. They, for whatever reason, it, it gets intense for they're digging deep or whatever it might be, or they get busy in their life and they can't finish a lesson or something. But then they see the people that are finishing the lessons mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, my gosh, I better get back to the lessons because life yeah. happens and we try to make it so nothing's expected of you to be done at a certain time, but yet you're only going to transform as much as the work you do. And yeah, it's not one of those things that happens in Star Trek where you can just like brain meld and know the information. But yeah, and I think it's a journey, right? It's a journey. And and, and yeah, I'm still on the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah. What made you decide to continue doing the work and join me because- the training, I think, is can stand alone on itself. And that's my goal is to have people get a lot from the training. And they do. And a lot of them have breakthroughs and move on. And they don't continue into the uh, second half spark school. But you made the decision, although late. And this was what I was going to get to when I started. And I said, we got a story. Yeah. So Penny didn't make the decision by the deadline. And she first thing Friday morning. I got an email from this person named Penny Richardson and the email, I just have to say what the email, it was titled, please dot, can I still enroll in school? And that was the subject that she, she started with. So what happened with that? Okay. The deadline hit at midnight or whatever. And, oh, it's like, I really wanted to do it, but I didn't. And then there was a little bit of a cost factor. And so I thought, oh, no, I can't spend that money on myself. So I was having coffee out on the patio the next morning and my husband came out and he goes, so are you done with that school that with that free training you were doing? I said, yeah. I said it ended last night. She offered to go through a school to really put all the things that you learn into practice and really, you know, have it deepen in you. So you really get it. And, but I didn't do it. And he goes, well, why didn't you do it? And I said, it costs too much. So we talked about the cost and he goes, I've seen such a change in you that you've, you're not depressed. You're getting motivated again. He said, why are you procrastinating? If you want to do it, just do it. And that was another aha moment because I realized then that I had been self-sabotaging. I was stopping myself from doing things. And conveniently, I was blaming it on my husband. Oh, it'll be too much money. He'll say no. And 
obviously that wasn't the case. So that was a, a big thing. And I think I told you in the letter, I need help making decisions. You've got to help me get unstuck. I just waver about making these decisions. So, so well, you- that goes back to your personality, right? You're not aligned. You're not like that's, you're playing, yeah. a, as I say in the training, playing a fake ace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just saying, you're just conforming, mm-hmm. conforming, mm-hmm. not standing up for yourself. Yeah. And you're not doing that anymore, which yay. So yeah, I loved it. I just, yeah, I, I could read your letter, but I won't go into the detail, but I, it's it, one thing that you said in here is, and you had stuck in capitals. You said, I don't know why it's so difficult for me to make a decision to take action and take action on it. I feel like I really need help to figure this out. Otherwise I'm going to remain stuck. I am blessed in so many ways. And yet here I sit wasting my life, not giving back. So, yeah, and I, I mean, it, the yeah. training centered around purpose. Um, so I think that's what you meant by giving back. But mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is that you weren't giving to yourself. You weren't standing up for. Yeah, I really life. remember. I really remember. I was just very apathetic at that point. And I really felt like I was just taking up breath. I wasting my life. What's the point here? There has to be a point. Aww. And I felt yeah, like it's I did. so unlike who you are today. I just, yeah, I just, it, it's crazy. I, every time you came into the room, it was like a, a better place for you being in there. Oh, thank and, you. And that's what happens when you step into your truth and who you are and recognize that. And it just, it it changes the whole energy. And we talked a lot about, she came to the retreat. I did an in-person retreat. My students get an in-person retreat. And so it was really, we talked a lot about energy there Mm -hmm. and how we have an energy field and, and our energy field can be really good or it can be not so good. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm so glad you raised your vibe, your Mm -hmm. vibration. All right. So yeah, what have you learned about yourself since you first took action to improve your life? I really learned that I was a people pleaser and I call that goop. I was seeking out the good opinion of other people. And I really realized that I didn't need to do that. Like I said, I got plugged back into God. And as long as I please God, then I don't have to worry about the goop. In fact, on the retreat, one of the exercises you had us do is we had to write some negative emotion or negative aspect on a rock, and then we hurled them into a canyon. And the thing I put on that was goop. So Mm -hmm. to get rid of the goop. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And just so people who I know we have religious people and we have non-religious people and I, it's not, my training is not any religious affiliation or anything. We talk about the universe. We talk about that your higher self. We talk about a greater connection with the external, internal subconscious space. Less of, I mean, we talk about the physical space, but there's also a very unseen energetic space and so Penny's very faithful and I do have faithful people in the group, but I have people who aren't so much. And I was raised not in a religious way. So yeah, so it's interesting. Everybody takes their breakthroughs, their ahas, the learnings that they do. 
and they apply it to their life and their way. And Penny's way was getting closer to God. And it's really funny. So many of the mm, tools or like changing your thinking. So many of the things that you taught us are actually biblical. Yeah. And so I think that's why I could connect to it yes. because it was biblical. As a man thinketh, so he is. Oh, gee, you mean your thoughts are really that important? Yeah, they really are. But when you learn it like on a really deep level, like we did, like how the brain works and when you want to change how it's working against you because it wants to stay in its little comfort box. So to break out of that negative thinking isn't as easy as you think it is. We learned tools to get through that. So that was another awesome thing I learned was. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is about how have your relationships changed? Because I distinctly remember you're going on vacation and with your kids. Mm -hmm. And I know that with your faith, you want to share that with others. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we can push our desires and wants and what works for us to other people. And in what you did, and you can share your version of this, but I remember on a coaching call, you came back so excited because you didn't have a conversation about God per se, but you had a conversation about negative thoughts and how they Mm -hmm. can affect you and how you can change your life. And you Mm -hmm. took that approach with them. And it was more of this approach of this is, this is what I'm learning, not this is what you need to do, or this is what you should do, right? Is that, am I recalling yeah. that correctly? Okay. Yeah. 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 You were just so yeah. lit up because you felt like you had this deep conversation that impacted them mm-hmm. in a positive I, way. I still feel that way. It's now I'm going to be teaching the ants to pets method to my granddaughter because I think, and she's only 22, but oh my gosh. If you can teach a 22-year-old how to really control your thinking, geez, the world would be a lot much better place if we could do that. We need yeah. to teach this in school instead of wait till we're 69 plus one to learn it. Yeah, I so agree. Think of how her life will be different mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, I wish people knew this. And that's why I, in the free training, I give them a little taste of that. We don't go into the ants and pets so much, but the ants and pets, what she talks about is ants mean auto- automated negative thoughts and pets are positive, empowering thoughts. So yeah, I it, it, we can brainwash ourselves is essentially what that means to, to be more mm-hmm. positive. And it's not just like putting lipstick on a pig. It's actually training yourself to be positive. Yeah. Not just, yeah. 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 So that's great. All right. Any other thing you want to say about your relationships and how you obviously your husband noticed a difference very quickly. Yeah. And one of my pets, positive empowering thoughts that I recite daily is that my communication with my husband gets better every day. I've been saying that now for three years and it is, it's probably the best it's ever been. And it's me that's changing. When one person changes, when your inner world changes, it ripples outward and then your outer world changes. Yes. It can't help but start to affect other people yep. because you become different. Yep. So many people, and this is probably going to be the biggest nugget of this episode. So many people try to change someone else 
And yeah. what they don't realize is all they need to do is change the way they think. That's right. And it can be about that other person. Like how, like one student I remember wanted to, she said, my my daughter-in-law never calls me to go to lunch. And I said, create a pet, create a pet. You're having lunch and you're having conversations every week and how much you love it. And she didn't say anything to her daughter. She didn't. And usually what you'd say would be more confrontational. Like, why don't you ever call me? Mm-hmm. And hey, isn't that interesting? After saying it for, I don't even think she said it for very long. Her, her phone rang. <laughs> her yeah. daughter invited her, her daughter-in-law invited her to lunch. So yeah, it's so funny that it, it just change what you're doing and it has that ripple effect. So good. I have, right. I have another one. Okay. When we were having to get our negative thoughts and I was saying, oh, I hate my muffin top. I just hate this muffin top. So I caught myself saying that. I thought, I can't keep saying that. I have to change that. So I changed it to, I love my slender waist. And I was going, I can't say that. That's such a lie. How can I tell myself that? But I did. I kept telling myself, I love my slender waist. And lo and behold, during the, so that was 21. So during the two years, my waistline has dropped six inches and I've lost 22 pounds. And now I really can say, I love my slender waist. So who would have thought, right? Yes. You have thought just by changing what you're telling yourself. Yep. But then you start to take action because if I love my slender waist, I must I must start doing things to help get my waist slender, right? So you yeah. start believing it's slender and then you act that way. Yep. Yep. So it's pretty powerful. Yeah. So, so powerful. Love that real life example. So thank you for that. Yeah. One of the other women that was at the retreat who took this training and went into the schools, lost 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. amazing. Yeah. All right. So what is something that you do now that you have would have never done before the real penny? It's like that to tell the truth, the real penny stand up. So what would the real penny do now that wouldn't have done before? One thing I did when we went on that trip to Hawaii that I would never do before was zip line because I was too scared to do it. And so that was another thing I told myself, I'm going to zip line over the Maui jungle and it's going to be exhilarating and I'm going to completely enjoy it. So I told myself that for two months before we went there. And sure enough, I got up on that thing and I wasn't nervous at all and zip lined and had a great time. So who knows? I love Maybe I'll zip line someplace else. Oh, that's amazing. Maybe a future retreat will do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. And then this is the last question and then we'll wrap it up. What are your, what are you most excited about in the coming months and years? I am really excited about working with my granddaughter because I just I think there's a need there and I think that I can fulfill it. And she, her and I have really developed a much closer relationship in the last two years. So I think she would probably be receptive to me, like mentoring her in some things. So I'm really excited about that. And I don't know, I really know that one of my gifts is to be an encourager and teaching. So I really think that I can help other women. I can't maybe pull them out of the pit, but once they're out of the pit, then I think I'm a good one to help boost them and get them going further. So I'm hoping God will use me in that way. Yeah. And what's clear from both of those things is that it makes you feel valued. Yes. 
Oh, it makes oh, you okay. excited. Yeah, to wake the one up in thing the that yeah that I'm looking forward to is always continuing on a path of growth and contribution. Mm. So, love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Anything, anything else you want to add before we leave? Just sign thank, off. Thank you, Lori, for all that you do and for really taking such a deep, caring interest in all of your students. It's really evident and really means a lot. Mm. So thank you. Oh, don't make me cry. <laughs> all right. You make it all worth it. Mm-hmm. You do the work and you change. And I'm so glad I didn't say no to you when you sent me that email. Yeah, me too. <laughs> nope, the deadline. Mm-mm. Nope. No, you stay stuck. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.